at a time. Hey guys, so as you may know, Sierra and I use uh, Anchor to record our podcast. It's really the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. They also provide you with creation tools, which allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your cell phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. The best part is that you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Just make sure you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, everyone. I am your co-host, Sierra, and welcome to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to all forms of success and empowerment. Stay tuned every Saturday for new episodes. Find us on Instagram at makingsenseofsuccess.pod and email us at makingsenseofsuccess at gmail.com if you would be interested in sharing your story. Um, did you want to give a quick bio about yourself for the listeners? Yeah. Hi, guys. My name is Vanessa Rock. I am 21 years old. I live in San Diego, California. I go to San Diego State. Um, I was a transfer student from community college, so I am a big advocate for education. I have a podcast. It's called On the Rocks, and um, it focuses – it does a lot of different things, and I'm still kind of working it out. Um, But essentially, (laughs) it um, focuses on – life, love, and the pursuit of a great cocktail. So I talk about my experiences in my 20s, but not only that, I bring on guests uh, often who are people who inspire me. So I like to bring on a lot of San Diego locals. Like I just had the host of the OKSIS podcast on Scout Sobel. If you guys don't know about OKSIS, it's like a San Diego, LA-based podcast, and they interview so many different um, creators, entrepreneurs. It's amazing. So I like to bring on inspirational people in my life who I may know personally or may not know, and I also bring on other podcasters who um, are new, newly starting their podcast because I like to get everyone's take. Um, 20-somethings, early 30s, like I'm all about it. Uh, yeah, my podcast, I started it in January, and it's like – my child. Like I, I just, I, I love it and I think it's so fun. So um, yeah, I try to, I try and I strive to create a community for people who are like-minded 20-somethings uh, who are passionate about self-growth. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I've been growing it since January and it's something that um, I love. And what else about me? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I am just like living my San Diego best life in quarantine right now, (laughs) Uh, taking beach walks and trying to stay sane. It's been it's been interesting. But yeah, that's about me. Definitely. And we love your podcast. Content is everything. We loved your (laughs) Zoom episode. It was like so amazing. Love it for Zoom, baby. I know. I love that series. So I started this like random series. One day I woke up and I'm on Hinge and Bumble. Like I'm single. I've been single for a year and I'm like in the dating app world because I mean, Mm. how else do you meet people nowadays? So I had this like weird idea. I was like, I think I should just like start bringing my Hinge dates onto my podcast and like see who would be down. And – 
they're like people agree and i'm shocked that people would want to do that like i use their photo we have a conversation i ask them all about dating why they're on dating apps what their type is why they swipe and people love it like i've never experienced so much great feedback from something and i'm like this is like so fun so it's been it's been a wild ride i've met some interesting men <laughs> That's so interesting because you get such a variety then, (laughs) like of just random selection, right? Yeah, I had a guy on recently who had a flip phone and wanted to be a pastor, and then like, yeah, completely (laughs) opposite. I had a guy who um, was just kind of a finance bro, like total jerk, and was kind of mean to me. And it was just like this weird parallel, like where it's like one, it's like going on actual dates. It's like hit or miss, you know. It's just I, <laughs> I haven't been on too many dates since I'm very young. Um and I have a boyfriend. So like okay. I've just been hanging out with him all the time. But I Good for you vicariously through your podcast. Yeah, and it is literally. so amazing. <laughs> like yeah. I wish my single girls would listen. This is it's so funny. <laughs> I know. It's just like I don't know when I should even stop the the, the series because like I want to keep it going. I want to keep meeting these people, but it's also like it's kind of draining. Like I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, this is a lot of effort. Like dating <laughs> is a lot. Well, yeah, because you have to make the match first too, right? And then yeah. after that, so you have to like, to actually use the app and then go through it and then message yeah. them. And yeah, it's a whole process. <laughs> No, it is. And it's like, it's it's a lot. But I mean, it's cool to see people and like meet random people you would never meet otherwise. You know, mm-hmm. dating right now is so much different. And I feel like it's going to change. Like, I feel like people aren't just going to go on first dates anymore. We're going to all like screen each other through Zoom calls or FaceTimes and then see if we want to go on a date. You know, like dating is going to change so much. So I'm excited to like, in a sense, be a part of that process of transitioning off I I mean into this real world of virtual dating that like is a totally new horizon for sure for sure for sure and then so like we also have two really big questions that we um, ask our guests at the beginning of the podcast um, just to like get the feel get the feelers right the vibes right Um, so these ones are pretty hard not gonna lie we didn't tell you these ones before this we don't tell anybody these are like our secret devices oh my god Um, I'm ready this first one is what is the best advice you've ever received or given hmm pretty good since we're like talking about dating, I have like a I have a good one. Um, okay, yeah. A- about dating because I feel like that's like the advice I go to most for for my friends, my mom, my dad. Like if I'm having any type of crisis. It's uh, usually around dating. So um, my some I don't know where I heard this. It's very common, but um, the best piece of advice in terms of that situation I've received, which is the only thing coming to my mind, is. Um, <laughs> If they like you, you will know and you won't be confused. And if you are confused, it's not worth your time. That so. is definitely true. <laughs> it's definitely a Isn't good it? Of advice. Yeah. I think you feel it. It's like an inner feeling for sure. 
Oh, yeah. But I feel like it's like an interesting piece of advice because I think it relates to so much more than just dating. Like even in personal relationships and like life, if you're confused about someone's intentions, their – their um even just like attraction as a friend towards you and their intent like anything if you are confused about it it should not be in your life and i i'm trying to practice that every day and so that's the probably one of the hardest things to practice next to you know like self-love because it's Mm -hmm. like kind of a form and you're like oh does my best friend like me today or is it just my anxiety like do i need to call my therapist or do i need to call my best friend which one do i need to do exactly who needs to talk me off the ledge first my best friend or my therapist I don't know (laughs) I feel like right now even like my emotions are so heightened in so many ways and I look into so much way more than I would traditionally do because I don't have my normal distractions so I sit around and I overthink and my life is just like so much in my head because there's not much to do externally anymore and I feel like I need that advice even more now, just about anything. If I'm confused, if it doesn't make me feel comfortable, if it makes me uneasy, like it's not supposed to be my life. I'm not supposed to pursue it and I'm okay just being where I'm at. So, oh my, it's a daily, daily process. <laughs> the daily. That's like brushing your teeth. You're like, you know, it's really hard if you have the wrong toothbrush, but you still have to do it. <laughs> and it's just like one of the biggest struggles. You're like, do I go to the store or do I just wait it out? Is it going to get better or is it going to get worse? You don't right. know. Yeah. Just my daily struggles with yeah. <laughs> so then <laughs> totally. the second like big kind of question we like to ask, like no pressure on it at all. But um, okay. what does success mean to you? Hmm. Oh, I oh. Okay. Success to me. Hmm. I think success to me means being comfortable. Um, And I think that applies to a lot of different things. So, I mean, financially and in your life, like I strive to be comfortable. And I know when I'm comfortable and I'm feeling comfortable with my finances and my life and my work and, and whatever it may be, then I have achieved success. And I think like in any other way, like even, you know, in your relationships, your personal life, if you're comfortable, it's successful and it's working and you should continue it um but for me like I use uncomfortability as like a really big signal in my life when I'm feeling uncomfortable uncomfortable like I said uneasy previously about the best advice I've ever received I feel uncomfortable I know I'm not supposed to be doing it I know it's not right and I know it's not leading me towards the success I strive for so when I feel comfortable I know I am feeling some sort of success in whatever way that may be yeah, and I think you as you were saying, that that, yeah, like it can be, <laughs> yeah. it can be like applied to mul- like not just like professional success, right? In that way is what you define it. Yeah. it can be applied to personal or even more relationships. Yeah, in that way too, just like finding kind of like your comfort zone and all of those things. Yeah, and maybe I just care too much about being comfortable, but like, I mean, who wants to be uncomfortable? I mean, in a sense, like being uncomfortable can really make you go towards what you want. But no one wants to live in uncomfortability all the time. Like you want to be able to get home one day and be like, oh, I feel okay. I feel calm. And like my brain is at ease, right? And that to me is like when I'm achieving like success even just in my regular day. And if I feel successful in my day, it'll push me to reach for uncomfortability to make me feel more comfortable to reach – ah, yeah. 
it's a process in my mind. That's just kind of how I view things. Yeah. And as we were like talking about like comfortability to comfortability to not change your necessarily daily routine, just being like Mm -hmm. not necessarily set in your ways, but like more willing to branch out in the set ways. Um, Yeah. How do you like find a new goal? Like what yeah. what are your goals right now? Yeah, what are your goals right now, honestly? Let's huh. do this. Okay. I think <laughs> my goals. Hmm. My goals. Mm, I have to say that four times before I can say it out loud. Uh um We're my manifesting. Goals right now, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh I think I am striving right now towards being good if that makes sense because I think I am someone who's like very high strong and so in situations like we're dealing with right now where everything is out of my control and I don't have you know much I I mean much that I can control I feel in a sense that like my goals are out of reach because I don't have the traditional opportunities that I would have otherwise. So I think like me just getting to a place where I can accept everything that's happening in my life and start building new goals. I think my goal is to build new goals, if that makes sense. Like I have my podcast and I love it and I'm excited about it and like I'm growing with it and that's a goal. But for me, it's I'm continuously building new goals off of what I'm doing. And so as I continue on and like we get out of this quarantine and I'm starting, you know, to feel more comfortable in my life again, I can build new goals and feel solidified and pursuing them. So goals to build goals. Yes. Goals to build goals. I like it. I like it. Um, Tell us about your college experience. What was the biggest – did you go through any, like, super, super hard – like, really bad hardships during that time to – Yeah. Like, I mean – I mean, college is freaking effing hard. I'm only a <laughs> sophomore, barely, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, more college, more classes. What's going to go on? The same thing. But yeah. what, like, made you be the person that you are today? What made you want to decide to get your career um, and your degree? So I um, and am currently a oh, – I'm a senior, I guess, now. So okay. I'm still in the process of achieving my bachelor's. But I, in high school, was not focused on my, on my education. I mean, I always had good grades, but I didn't really think much of it. And I didn't know that there was really anything for me to pursue in college because I didn't have the same traditional interests as most people. And I thought when you went to college, it was like business, psychology, science, math, like – that those are your options, right? I mean, I wasn't thinking about the big picture. So I knew I needed to probably take a step back. So I attended community college first and I went and I moved down to San Diego. So I did move away from my hometown, which was a big, a big leap. Um, The moving away from my hometown situation was a lot for me. I grew up in a really small town in California. So it was pretty much like either you stayed or you left and you don't come back. So I had a big decision to make. And right out of um, high school, I I knew when I told my parents, like, I have to move. I know I'm going to community college and I know, like, it's not the traditional way or route people do things, but I know I need to move. I can't 
I can't stay or else I'll never leave. So I moved down to San Diego, started going to community college, had no friends, lived with a bunch of Craigslist roommates, uh, knew absolutely no one here. And so I was 18. I was 18 at the time and I was completely lost and attending classes. I think I took my first public speaking class in college and knew right then I had to become a communication major because it was finally something I was like, this is, I get it. Like I understand this now. Like college can be for me too. Um, so from there, I uh, joined the speech and debate team at my college, which was amazing. I got opportunities to travel to Germany, to uh, uh, nationals, and I got to do a bunch of really cool things with the team. And I went for three years at a community college. And then I transferred over to San Diego State. So that was my, uh, this was my first year this last year, which was a total culture shock for me. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever heard anything about San Diego State, but it's a big school. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. It's stunning. I, yeah. I know a couple yeah. of people who go there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I always have looked at it and been like, oh, that's like a dream school. Like, this would be amazing. My, amazing. My mom went there. And I just kind of was – had my eyes set out for that. I knew moving down to San Diego, I'd probably end up transferring there. So when I did, it was a culture shock just because I wasn't used to it. I wasn't used to the size. I was used to knowing my professors. I was used to knowing every single person in the 15, you know, cl- 15 people class. But now these lecture halls were massive and like it was definitely a culture shock. But I just finished up my first year there. Um, I'm still with the same major. I haven't changed my major, surprisingly. And I've made a lot of really great friends. But I think like overall, I had a very untraditional route in college where I didn't go join a sorority, you know, do the freshman whole thing. I live in the dorms. Like I didn't get to make my college friends that most people do. I lived on my own, you know, with random roommates and I had to really push myself to be social and meet people in a city I've never been to before, before moving. And I would say just like the whole aspect of going to a community college and transferring as well, as much as it was smart, it did provide a lot of challenges in the sense that it, it set me apart from, you know, the people I went to high school with or the regular San Diego people, uh, college students. Um, but I also think in my sense, in my way, it was an advantage as well in the sense where like I got to grow up a lot faster. And I think when I graduate, I won't be left like wondering what I'm going to do because I've worked really hard to build myself in order to be assured. So when I do graduate, I'll feel more comfortable in whatever I decide to pursue. Hearing you say that is amazing because <laughs> what we really are trying to do, um, like with this podcast, like what I'm really trying to do on my end is let everybody know that there there is no traditional route mm-hmm. to success or to being like proud of yourself. Like you don't have to do the typical four year at one college type thing. And I think your story really does bring that to light because you even say like you didn't do the traditional route, but you're still thankful in the way that you did do it because Mm -hmm. it brought you a lot of hard things that made you an even better person than you are now. And I think it's like so important that you even think about that as like a good thing because many people don't like people are like oh I'm going to community college like community college and they're like oh 
cool. That's it. That's all I have for me. And there's so much more. And you really just took that, squeezed that lemon real good (laughs) and made the best lemonade out of it. Totally. Even turned it pink. Like pink lemonade? Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Totally. I think, I mean, I try to take take everything in my life and make it as positive as possible. I'm a pretty optimistic person. But I remember being like the beginning of college and being like, did I make the right decision? Like, am I going to end up okay after this? But I mean, like reaching the end of my senior year, I mean, I feel like I'm going to be good. So I think there are so many different paths to success in terms of education. And my mom always, my mom always says to me, your education isn't about where you go to school. It's what you make of it. Like it doesn't matter if you go to Harvard or, you know, I mean, depending on what you want to do, obviously. Um, but like, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you go to like an Ivy and, and really like pour yourself into debt to be like that doesn't that does not automatically equal success and so it's all about who you who you are what you do during your time and no matter where you are like and it's all about who you meet and 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 just I don't know success is so much different to me than it is to a lot of people who perceive money and education at, at a high rate as equaling success. Like I would rather work my ass up from the bottom than to have it just there for me. And I think, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but for me, like I just didn't come from that. And I'm, and I'm excited to be able to look back one day and be like, when I really had to fight for this life that I have, um, when I'm finally comfortable tying it back to that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Say it for the people in the back, say it for your future self to be proud of yourself. And like when you listen to this in a million years and you're like, wow, I was real thankful back then. I'm even (laughs) more thankful now, like when they clone us and we can live forever, (laughs) they'll be able to live life even so, even like in such a different light that brings clarity. And then you can tell your children, if you have children, I mean, oh yeah, you want to go to college? You do it. You want to go to (laughs) trade school and then college and then community college and then an Ivy, you go for it. We gotta work yep. for it though. Not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> totally. You had mentioned that you kind of like in high school, not that you were a bad student or anything, that you got good grades, but you kind of struggled with like what you wanted to pick because you couldn't really see yourself in maybe like the more traditional ways people go to college in a way, yeah. whether it be like science or math or like finance or something. What made you want to choose communications? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've just, I'm not tradition. I'm not traditionally creative in normal ways. So I always thought like, I, like I said, like nothing worked for me in college. Like even being an art major didn't seem like I could do that, you know? So I also wasn't very educated in terms of like what college had to offer. Um, I knew that it was this big place, but for me, it seemed like sororities and fraternities and you were a marketing major. Like, bam, that's what it was. Um, And so I was like, okay, I'm in this weird ass place. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know who I am, but I do know what I like to do. So I, this is, I'm probably already sound, like you probably already can tell this, but I was a cheerleader in high school. I um, (laughs) was in acting classes and clubs and I knew that I liked to perform and I knew that I kind of liked to be the center of attention in a sense. So I knew that I was extroverted and I liked to 
talk. I mean, I could talk for days. You can already tell. I'm already on a five-minute tangent (laughs) on one question, and I'm so sorry about that. But I went and I walked into my first communication class, like public speaking 101. Here's how you do it. And I was like, I get it. Like I under this professor is the best teacher I've ever had. Like she speaks to my soul. I can get up there and I'm finally not a little fish in a big pond. Like I was a big fish in a little pond, if that made sense. Like mm-hmm. I could get up there and talk without having to read off of my note cards. I can memorize my speeches and I did it well and my professors noticed me and I was like, oh, this is like good. This is what you should feel. Um, and so I think that's what made me decide to go calm to and at first it was mainly because I liked public speaking and I thought that's really all it was. I was like, oh, people just get up and speak and then you get a degree. Oh, like this is cool. Um, and then as I learned more about it, I learned how much how broad it is and how much you can do with it. Um and so then I started getting into social media marketing, um, branding, podcasting, and I was like I love everything about this. So, I I just love it and I and I'm continuing it and I'm a I'm a pretty like decently big part of the communication uh community in San Diego in terms of like academia and I love everyone. It's just so fun and I don't know, I think I I was glad I found it, but I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm happy it exists, but I I high school me would be so shocked to see what my interests have developed into. Fellow communications major right here. And it's special. (laughs) Love it. Um, I actually took my first public speaking class this year. And it was a extemporaneous. Extemporaneous. Yes. That one. And it was probably the funnest class I had ever taken in my life. Like, um, at Metro, at the college that I go to, the classes are, like, relatively small, like, 25 people, maybe 30. Like, I go to a pretty – I go to a good, small, big college, if you know what I mean. And everybody was, like, each other's friends. And there were so many communications majors that were doing so many different um, concentrations. And it was just so fun to have, like, that entire environment of people who just, like, wanted to see you grow in whatever path that you wanted to be in. For communications because it's literally anything you could ever dream. Totally. I remember going into my, my first like public speaking classes and I was like, all of these people are like type A, crazy, don't care, love to talk. Like they're mm-hmm. me, like a bunch of little me's in this class. Like this has <laughs> to be what I do. Like I love this. <laughs> it was cool. That's awesome, though, because you found, like, the community, you know what I mean, that you kind of, like, reside with, you feel like, that you, like, fit there, and that's, like, what you're all kind of passionate about. Totally, and that's what I didn't know existed, because in high school, like, nobody knows what they're into. Like, I mean, there's a couple people who probably know, but they're, like, the oddballs, right? And so, in a sense, like, your community isn't based on common interest, it's based on common place. It's not necessarily, like oh, we're best friends because we both like these things. We both like podcasting or or whatever it may be. Like we're best friends because we grew up together. We have the same classes and we like the same boys, you know? So <laughs> it was cool to me to get to college and be like, whoa, like what a whole new world. <laughs> For sure. And like 
You have a great voice. I will tell you right now that Yeti <laughs> makes you sound pristine. Oh, stop it. That's funny. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. Are you going to like start a audible bedtime story reading? That's how fantastic your voice is. And oh, so good. So good. So good. But so do, you think your, do you think your major has helped you with your podcast? Oh, totally. Um, I think more specifically speech and debate. So you said you were like in an extemporaneous class and like that's something we would compete in. So I participated in – I don't ever get to talk about this. So like I'm going to go on a little tangent. But um, I am a super nerd about public speaking. Like I think it's the funnest thing. It's like the number one fear in America. But or the world, I think like it's For one sure. of the top fears. Sure. Yeah, but I'm like, give it to me, make me stand in front of people. Like I love that. So I competed in um, dramatic interpretation, which is like acting essentially, where you're given like um, a piece that was meant to be performed. So like a movie and or a TV show, and you take it and you make all these different little parts and you perform like a piece for 20, 10 minutes. Um, And I also did impromptu speaking. So like speaking off of the bat, you get a prompt. You have to prep for two minutes and then you're supposed to give a six-minute speech. I could be doing these times wrong, whatever. I don't know. Um, And so I would do things like that. I competed in debate. So I had to be good good about uh, thinking on my feet, being fast, but also being eloquent with what I was saying. So I ended up like winning second place at nationals, which was crazy. My – yeah, my last year I competed because I did it at the community college level. Um, and first, and I, I never thought I was good at anything. Like, right, I cheered in high school. I did a couple acting classes, but this was the first time I was like, oh my God, I'm like self actualized. Like, whoa, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I can be good at something. And so after that, when I stopped competing, I kind of was like, oh, wait, what am I good at anymore? Like, I don't have anything. I always wanted to have a YouTube channel, build my social media, do something with that. But for me, I'm not very visually creative. Like, I can't sit down with something and and make an art piece or a graphic. Like, that stuff for me is challenging. But I could talk your ear off and make it sound decent, you know? (laughs) So um, I just randomly one day decided that I wanted to start a podcast and here I am. And it, it definitely helps with like having to interview or having to be interviewed to think on your feet to like know how to line up your words and what you're saying. And it's something I mean, I definitely have to practice, but I, I think it's definitely helped me in that sense. I get yeah. real sweaty when I have to come up with things sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous about that of you, Vanessa. I wish. I wish it was that easy. I mean, oh. I'm sitting here sweating too, guys, so don't even worry. Like, I get bright red. I, ha- I sweat, but Your it comes out of my mouth. Your voice just makes it better, though. <laughs> There's something there. Oh, How do you... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Danielle. No, go ahead. <laughs> we always do this. Like, I know. Um, we just always talk. So other than maybe like your communications major, uh, is there anything else that really inspired you to start your podcast? I know you said you started it randomly, but maybe there was something else yeah. behind it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've listened to podcasts. So I am a visual. I'm, I'm not a visual. What am I saying? I am. <laughs> if I, I can hear something and f- feel inspired. So like I 
don't necessarily listen to music all the time. I'm a big music junkie, but I'd rather sometimes just like listen to podcasts, listen to other people talk, try to cram as much like information as I can in while doing other activities. Um, and I started to get like so inspired. And I'm I'm someone who's like a sponge, so I wouldn't say I'm like actualized in any sense of belief in any way. Like I don't have super strong ideals. Like my ideals kind of change, my morals and everything kind of start they are shifting. I'm 21, right? Like, I don't know what the hell I believe. Like, I'm working on it. Um, and so listening to podcasts and things have really helped me kind of create more of an idea about who I am and what I believe. And so I wanted to be able to sit down every week and express those thoughts and ideas. Like, be able to have an outlet since I'm someone who is a talk, like a talkative person. And, and for me, if I have a problem or I'm going through something in my life, like I have to talk it out in order for it to be real or for it to actually have happened to me for me to conceptualize it. So I was like, well, why don't I just make this my personal journal and use it as a way for me to learn more about myself. And that's kind of how I decided that I wanted to start it in in a more of a sense of like a a personal reason, if that makes sense. Do you think that's what um, brought you success is the idea of like your personal journal, um, which makes you very, very, very relatable, if I may say so myself. (laughs) Um, You just popped off. Like, you have a, quite a bit of followers on Instagram. You have great fans who look forward to every single episode. Do you think that's because you are so relatable? I have no clue why they listen. Like, why people <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it's – huh. I haven't even thought about that myself. Like, I know I get messages sometimes and I have, like, some followers, but I'm like, God, I'm just going to keep going and – Maybe one day a lot of people will listen. And and for me, I think why I started wasn't for listeners. Like I wasn't trying to gain followers or community or really much. Like I was just doing it for myself. And that's why I started because I knew I needed some sort of outlet that I didn't have before. Um, And so I think maybe that's why people resonate with it because they can tell that like I'm doing it for me and I'm honest and I'm not bringing on people who I personally like wouldn't want to listen to a podcast episode from, you know. Um, I just try to be as authentic to myself and obviously there's a lot of influence, especially in the podcast community and you're kind of like seeing other people do better or like use your ideas and it's just like this weird environment where you have to stay 100% yourself and just do what speaks to you, do what you like. And if people resonate with it, they will. And if they don't, you know, they don't. But for me, that's exactly what it was, was just I have to do this for myself. And if one or two people listen, cool. And then now I have like 700 Instagram followers and I'm like, okay, I don't know 700 people, but all right. It's amazing to see that, though. Like, we have, like, 130 followers on Instagram, and we don't necessarily have, like, the most traditional topic, you say. It's very broad. And yeah, it is. Yeah, you- it is. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> so broad. Like, success. What a word. <laughs> what does that even mean? I mean, who knows? Um, so it's really <laughs> nice to see 
different types of podcasts because there are literally thousands of podcasts millions of podcasts oh my and, god yeah um, that community is so large and it feels like you're just a tiny fish with big fish yep. but really some of us are just all medium fish like little, <laughs> yeah little just like all kinds of fish like, I think that's what and made me super intimidated to start at first was like I can't I I thought I had this super ingenious idea. I was like, ooh, I'm going to start a podcast about being 20. Like, who does that? <laughs> Nobody. And then I look on Instagram and I'm like, there are hundreds of these people. And I had no idea. So for me, it was super um, intimidating at first. And it made me feel as though my idea didn't really matter. I was like, well, I mean, it's just – I'm just talking about being 20, like no one's going to care. But I, um, instead of, you know, listening to that noise in my head, I was like, well, just do it the way you would do it. And like, who cares? Like, if you're going to do it differently, then you're going to do it differently. And if people are going to listen, they're going to listen. And then people did, which was weird to me. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's such a great way of going about it, though, because I think we all feel that. Like, I'm sure Sierra and I have felt that, like, starting this podcast, like, I don't, I think we've been recording for maybe about a month now hasn't been that Mm -hmm. long at all but I think you have to yeah like as you said reflect back on it and look at it and see why are you doing this for yourself mainly no yeah totally um there are definitely garbage trucks outside can you hear them (laughs) no no you're totally (laughs) fine I just had kids screaming over here so I hope you guys can hear that no, I didn't hear that either. We're all good. <laughs> okay, doing good. Great. I'm like so hyper aware. I'm like, oh my god, I can hear this person slam their door. Uh, like you know, it's crazy because like with Yet- just like a little side topic, this will be deleted. But like the Yetis are crazy, aren't they? Like you're like, oh, is it going to pick up everything? But it literally it only picks though. up your voice. It's crazy. I'm like obsessed with it. It's my new child. I got it in the mail last week, and I'm like, all right, Ooh. I'm going to figure out how to use you. <laughs> I got mine a couple weeks ago. My boyfriend surprised me with mine, and it's been crazy. I'm like, I don't have anything else to talk about, you know, during the week if I'm not podcasting. So I'm like, am I going to use this? What else do I use this for? I'm like, you should record your choir work on here. Like, I don't know. Choir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I love talking about, like, different ways that people have built up their success and their authenticity because it's really, truly – about being authentic and that's what really really matters in the long run totally Um, as we gear towards the end what do you want um our listeners to take away from this hmm i would say i mean oh my god hold on i can like not hear there's so much noise outside (laughs) why are people like this why um i think if anything like I think people who may seem successful to, you know, I think, okay, so hold on, starting over here. (laughs) We live in like a super, super saturated society in terms of content. So we're constantly consuming these like sources of media in so many different ways and we're always feeling substantially less than, I mean, at least for me. And I, and, um, I think social media can be used in a positive way, but a lot of the time, if we're not careful, it can be really negative to our mental health. And so I think like when we see success from others and we look at others on Instagram and we you know, see people in college and, and pursuing, you know, a four-year degree at like Bowdoin or, or whatever, like mini Ivy. And, you know, we went to community college. We're sitting here and we're always constantly comparing to what seems 
greater. Like who seems greater, what they're doing seems greater, or their follower count, their bodies, like all of these things. And I think like to me, I would never want to be someone who someone looks at and like hate follow hate follows, you know, and 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 has to compare themselves to because I think as a society, we're moving towards more of a place where like success looks different to everyone and we can all acknowledge that. So I may be, you know, I may be at like whatever 700-ish followers on Instagram and I see someone, you know, one of my podcast friends hit a thousand and or 1500 and or, you know, 10K and whatever it may be. And I could feel just like this feeling of not doing enough, not being enough, not having enough, like not being creative enough and all of these things. So I think that it's important for us to take a moment and take a step back, even when we're thinking about success and realize that it really doesn't matter what other people are doing and your success can only come from within you. And when you feel comfortable in a situation or you feel like proud of yourself in any way, you have to follow that and you have to be excited about what you're doing and focused on yourself because I think that like at the end of the day we're all going to reach some sort of success and it's going to look different from others and and we have to be okay with the fact that our success is not the same as someone else's and so I love the concept and idea of your guys's podcast I think it's amazing to look at different forms of success especially in our early 20s because I think like a lot of people don't think they're successful in their early 20s like I don't think I've reached any form of like success other than being proud of who I am um but I think in a sense that's that is success right so like it's just I think it's awesome that you're bringing on people who are excited to share what they're doing and are excited to be passionate and and excited to value their success on their own without worrying about what other people's success looks like and comparing and make you know yeah that's exactly what I want people to take away is that like we have to be good and happy with who we are as people and just excited about our lives and then success will come when it is meant to. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Me too. I was thank you so much face. for saying that. I, I think that's like what <laughs> Sierra and I just needed to hear at this moment. Like you just said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I'm awesome. Saying. I'm so glad. I mean, you guys are amazing. The fact that you're podcasting and like doing the same thing that like so many people are doing, but you have such a unique, a unique take. Like you came on and you challenged me and you made me think. And now I'm like, man, I have to go think about this today. Like reflect and and I think that's awesome that's really what we try because like honestly like you can talk about other people's success any other day you can boast about your friend and we really want this to be a safe space where you can literally just talk about yourself and and why you think you are amazing like it's all about it's a really truly self-love yeah and we thank you so much for being on this podcast today. Of course. Um, really and truly. Did you want to shout out like your socials where people can find your amazing yeah. podcast? Because guys, it is so funny. It is amazing. <laughs> so inspiring. Um, okay, yeah. You guys can follow me on Instagram. It's on the rocks.pod. And um, you can find me on iTunes, Spotify. I even have like a Facebook page for this thing. Like you got to type in on the rocks and my 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 last name is rock so vanessa rock if you guys 
um, are looking for me anywhere, it all pops up. So, yeah. That's awesome. Well, I think the last question we're going to ask you then uh, is – if you wanted to maybe give a shout out to a sustainable or ethical product or local or small business around you. Yeah. So I live in San Diego and we have a bunch of those, a bunch of businesses who are super sustainable and great for um, the environment and the economy and they do great things. But um, someone who I am really inspired by recently, and this is like a new company that popped up in San Diego, it's called Blooms and Threads. And it is a small, sustainable clothing boutique that um, essentially takes thrifted clothes and repurposes them. So provides them a new life. And it's very trendy, very, very much like the 20-something style. You know, high-waisted jeans and Levi's and and Harley Davidson t-shirts you know, painted on denim jackets, but they do it all in a very sustainable way and they're repurposing like um, clothes that have been thrifted and and providing a second life for these things. Um, So they're in Pacific Beach and um, I have a friend who knows the owner. So I just think that that's like amazing and I highly recommend they even have an online boutique um, where you can uh, shop. So that would be mine. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. And our listeners can definitely check that out um, as soon as we put the episode up. And it's going to be like in our stories and our highlights. So look for that. Um, other than that's that, funny. we thank you for being on the podcast. You're welcome anytime yeah. to talk about anything that makes you excited and happy, really and truly. Really.